Hello, everybody. Welcome to A Safe Space Radio, also known as Art Star Scene Radio. I am Francis Hall. I am Lucille Tiamore. I am also known as Faceboy. I'm also known by a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so this is, we're usually live, but today we're doing a pre-record. For us, it is the 28th of February. For you, if you're listening on, uh, on Saturday, it is March 5th. So anything could have happened because the world moves so damn fast. Um, in better news than what you can read in the newspaper, um, Calvin has released a new song. Can you play it for us, Calvin? I don't have it queued up. I can, I can. You can do it later, later in the show if you want to. Yeah, we can. Yep, we can definitely, we can definitely play it. Okay, great. I'm really excited to hear it. While we're queuing this up today, I just put in Google. I was just just curious what the internet had to say. I asked, "Are bisexuals sluts?" You do know that everybody's Google is catered to just them, though. So they. Oh, so when it said no, it didn't like. Is this trying to make me feel good? Yeah. <laughs> Everybody gets like a completely different Google search from like depending on like what your algorithms show. Oh, that's true. That's right because I have a spare phone and I can Google something that I've just Googled on my main phone, on the spare phone, and I get different results. Also, like, if the phone the phone hears you talking, and I don't think the computers hear you talking, so the phone will, like, advertise things that you just talked about five minutes later. I believe that. I do believe that. A lot of people don't believe that. I believe that. No, it, it literally happens, like, all the time. So, yeah, well, so when I asked the internet, are bisexual sluts, I was read, led to all these places that, that are, like, Bisexuals shouldn't be slut shamed. They, they're. This is a, this is a terrible thing people say about bisexuals. And I mean, I'm, I'm a bisexual slut. My Google is a little bit meaner to me. They'll be like, "Yeah, you're a slut." <laughs> <laughs> but it's not because you're bisexual. <laughs> <laughs> Just giving it to you straight. <laughs> One time I asked the internet for like um, some cold remedies for like minor colds and it, um, and it sent me to seven different, the only thing it would help me with Siri was seven different psych wards, uh, like all across New York city. And I like wanted to throw my phone into the river. I really thought like, like I just really thought big brother had gotten me then. And this was before I, like I would, I wouldn't go to any doctors. I wouldn't, I didn't want to drink the tap water because I thought that they were maybe medicating us through the water. Do you remember that when I, when you first met me? Yes. I was a lot crazier. I've come, I've come a long way. You've done a lot of work. I've done a lot of work. You've done a lot of work. So Calvin, we haven't seen you in a bit. How have you been? What have you been up to? Um, Releasing well, a new song. <laughs> meme. Besides putting out a new song, not a whole hell of a lot. Um, just getting just getting absolutely slaughtered by work and having to go into the office three days a week. Now, mind you, my office is in New Jersey. And then you also do so much work for Radio Free Brooklyn, too. Like, so, like, I don't know. I really think about your time schedule, and I, I get overwhelmed thinking about all the things you have to do in a week. 
As do I. <laughs> I like just thinking about it, like it's not even happening to me, and I'm like, how does Calvin do that? How does Calvin do that? <laughs> I don't know. I just, I just make it work. <laughs> and we're very grateful to you for uh, helping us do this pre-record for Saturday. Yeah, and, I mean, um, I think we like could figure it out, but like I don't want to, Calvin, because I really like. No, it's an opportunity to see you. <laughs> so it's like, I won't give it up. <laughs> okay, that's fair. <laughs> but if you really need us to like start figuring it out, we will. <laughs> nope, I'm, a, I'm okay with, uh, with uh, uh, coming in and uh, coming and helping out. Thank you. I, like, I really miss the, like, when it was um, the three of us, but... Um, I know that you like your life is so busy. <laughs> yep, I've I've got a couple of trips out of town uh planned. One is uh one of which is to uh go back to the recording studio with uh uh with my friend who I collaborated on this song. Oh uh, great. Do you guys do you guys want to do like a whole album or what do you want what are your plans? Uh, uh it's ultimately a uh well I'm going to be contributing songs to her album. Awesome. That's awesome. And, and what, what, uh, what do you do? Uh, I mean, lyricist, uh, producer, music, all of it. Um, I, um, I'm the, uh, you're the I'm vision. Producing, I'm producing. You're like DJ Khaled. <laughs> <laughs> it is a really bad example because I know he's DJ Khaled's kind of lame, but like DJ Khaled does sort of like run a lot of people, you know, what does DJ Khaled do by the way? Besides, like, obnoxiously yelling in people's songs. So, like, Does he, he I don't think, has any musical abilities himself, but he has, like, does have great vision because he has, like, like picked out a lot of the good collaborations that have happened in music. Like, he, he's the one that made those collaborations happen. It wasn't, like, something that happened organically where the two artists met and wanted to, like, make music together. He has, like, vision of, like, this person needs to work with this person, and this person needs to work, like, on this instrument, and this person needs to shut up about this and this, and he, like, he, he directs. Ah, so. Which is, like, like his, his, um, I like, I don't think TJ Khaled is like one of my favorite artists in any way, but he, um, by a long shot, like that, I'm being sarcastic, but like he's, I don't love him, but like w- watching his interview with Larry King, like he might be one of the most successful people, like, um, I've like sort of ever encountered because he's like really sees what he wants and he goes after it and does it. Okay. Well, I don't yeah. know who this is. It's, 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 um, he just like, um, he's like a facilitator. (laughs) He's a producer. So I think a lot of people don't know who he is because he's not like making any of the like music technically. Um, I mean, it's hard. It's hard to say who's making the music. Like he's like a composer. Like, I guess essentially he is making music. Oh, so, so he is producing. He's producing. Yeah. So he like, um, like I think he produces in a way where he like doesn't create a lot of beats in himself. Like he, he's mixing everything together and you know, he's not, um, he's more making mashups than he is making like 
his own song really but um he does like he puts everybody together he like comes up with the whole vision he um gets people to stop arguing like to long enough to actually um actually make music together um he's he's like he is he's convinced like this whole music industry that he he has never like flown on a plane since he was like a kid he does he takes like does all this by going on boat he goes all around the world on boat and he's like yeah you're just gonna have to wait for me like it's gonna take me like three weeks to get there and like it's very few people can like demand that um why doesn't he like to fly he like says he like doesn't trust the pilot because um the pilot has you like locked in there and like he waits to like he waits and says like this is going to be a safe flight and then like a minute later like there's turbulence or there's like the pilots always lie to um people so he just doesn't trust pilots okay I mean, um, I mean, boat cap- captains can lie too. I was just. Getting I mean, to boat say captains that. can throw you. Like, boat captains can throw you the fuck off. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I um I met this kid in rehab who um like he was like a crazy car dealer dealing to like all these like sports stars, and then like something happened. He was doing too many drugs with the sports stars and like got fired. Um, and he needed something to do. And this guy was like, "Yeah, come like on." come on my like boat and so meanwhile like everyone on the boat is like doing crack and like then you know he starts doing crack with them he acts like somehow wrong on crack and the guy like literally tries to throw him into the ocean like to the sharks yeah uh, planes it Mm -hmm. flying really uh, it never bothered me it never bothered me i I get on a plane you know i had a long distance relationship with a, a woman in kansas city for a while, for quite a while. And so I was getting on, on plane uh, fairly frequently. I'd get on and I'd have something to eat and I'd go to sleep and then get up and when 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 we land. He's also kind of like a big guy. He's not in any way like, like fat, like extremely fat in any way, but he's like a big guy. Like you have to think it like must be very uncomfortable to fly, to be like a big guy. Like, not fly, if you're fly rich and flying first class. It, right. Uh, that's, true. that's true. That's true. That's true. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, DJ Khaled wouldn't fly. No, sorry, go ahead. DJ Khaled DJ. wouldn't fly commercial. No. Wouldn't no. fly coach. I mean, the fact that Larry King gave him an interview, like that, that was like Larry King's, like like one of his like last interviews he did. Maybe, maybe the last interview he wanted to make sure to get DJ Khaled, and mm. that's the only reason I like know anything about him was I was like, well, if Larry King was like disinterested, it's worth watching, like. Um, watching the Larry King special, but it was actually like, it doesn't make me like his music anymore, but it makes me really respect him, what, what I heard on the interview. Okay. okay. But ultimately, did it help you understand what it is that he does? I, what he does is like bring people together. So he like, um, he, he, he's like babysits a situation, make sure that people don't kill each other, make sure that like everybody knows their role and then like is the boss like demands that people just do their role. Like people want to say like, people always want to like in collaboration, like I think overstep their boundaries and that like, 
the people don't always want to. Like, we get, we collaborate great, and nobody oversteps our boundaries, and ours is, like, three of us. But I think a lot of times, collaboration doesn't work because people want to be the boss, and, like, collaborate the process, and he's just always the boss. Like, that's what... But he doesn't... I don't think he has, like, a single musical talent. Like, he's he's just like, I really think Drake would go well with, like, you know... I don't know. I can't think right now of who, who who would stick with Drake, but like, you know, he's just thinking like, but then he's like, but they do argue about this. So I'm going to make sure that like this happens. And then so that they don't argue. And then I'm going to make sure that like this one knows he's not writing the lyrics and he can go fuck himself. Um, if he wants to write the lyrics and just sort of like, he's a boss. Drake would go mm-hmm. well with cake. You listen, <laughs> listen, listen. Dr- we on, we, you, we support you, a lot of Drake you, on this you, show. You haven't had Drake's cakes. Come we, on, we we support a lot of Drake Drake's on this cakes. show. You can't make fun of Drake. Can't make fun of Drake. Calvin laughed. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, so do you have I your can... song uh, queued up? Uh, I do actually. All right, let's hear it. All right. I'm excited. Your smile lingers in my head. Oh, nostalgia is my friend, and I remember every single word you ever said. And in an effort not to cry, keep myself busy, thinking back to times you were here with me. Are you wondering about me? Do your request and gave you space but i didn't delete your number just in case you decide you want to meet and see my face
amazing that was so so amazing we loved that we love that so what i would like to hear from you calvin is a little more about like what goes into the like what goes into the the process for you because um i know it's very very different than somebody like dj khaled who is really just as you said like bossing people around and not not involved in the music whereas you like the music is completely like really not completely because it's a collaboration, but like the music is so much coming from you and right. takes so much work. And I feel like, you know, that's we, what we should really be learning about more than TJ Khaled. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't disagree there, <laughs> but uh, this was a collaboration uh, with a friend of mine named Nicola Dean, who uh, who's based in Washington, DC. Uh, she called me up one day and was uh, telling me how she had spent the previous night listening to like a lot of uh, classic R&B and soul. So like a lot of Isley Brothers, a lot of um, Harold Melvin and the Blue Notes. And she came up with uh, an idea for uh, a chorus to a song. And so she started singing this. uh, She started singing the chorus to me. And now, mind you, this I'm. I'm in my kitchen making breakfast at that point. Like no like particular like creative catalyst uh, happening at that moment, but as she started singing the song, I started hearing like a guitar part um that could go along with it. So I told her, "Hold on a second. I need to go get my guitar." So I ran and got my guitar. I asked her to uh, continue to sing, uh, to continue, continue to sing the chorus. And I figured out the chords that I was hearing in my head. And that was how the song got started. So we, so I, um, does a lot of your art come to you, um, like come to you in that way, like very quickly or, um, does your individual work, you know, it also comes to you very quickly. Your, your individual work. Yeah. Like, all the ideas just like kind of come out of nowhere. Like yeah. from like it's like a gift from God. See, I told you we were gonna talk about God today. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a gift from God, like almost like it just feels like like it's obviously due to all your talents and all your hard work, but like it it feels like a gift from God, maybe. Like it uh for me it's like it's more is more like a like my ideas are like a series of like short fleeting moments. And they're all moments that I have to like really take advantage of, or I'll lose it quickly. Yes. 
And yeah. Like, the second I heard those, uh, second I heard the uh, guitar in my head, I was like, I have a very short, uh, uh, I have a very short window of time to try to figure this out before I forget it forever. And like, I've had a lot of great ideas that I've just completely lost to time completely. <laughs> and so, yeah, I like have these moments of you know pure nirvana and then like i just write like really weird notes for myself instead of really like getting it down I, like la- like last night we found notes and i said like i stepped on glass and then i took the stairs to the moon and i people were like what's that about and i'm like yeah there was a whole story behind that but i really can't like it's hard for me to capture that whole like that whole moment in my writing like and right. in, in the way that i f- really feel like your your song really captured that whole nirvana state like it was like it was a moment that I was fortunate enough to be able to capture and also being able to like um also understanding the message behind the song uh, because of my friendship with Nika and understanding the situation surrounding the song and so i I found myself like very much able to capture her emotions musically like i'm not somebody who writes who is very adept at writing lyrics or like um poetry very often like all my emotions translate into music and so being able to like properly emote in this song is something that i'm very proud of very glad that I was able to do uh, because I was able to capture the essence of Nika's emotions at that moment and if you listen to the lyrics to the song it's a very very raw song emotionally mm-hmm. definitely I was um, you know being like pulled back to like a lot of um, just like memories that like were like locks for me sometimes like while I was listening to it it was helping me like remember you know and and when that's when your process is like that it's so important to have whatever instrument you use to have it close by like for me uh I always have a pad and paper within arms right within arms length because uh my poetry is like that it's 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 I don't sit down to write a poem I don't ever, I can't remember ever doing that. It's just something comes to me and I have to write it down right away or it'll be gone. Right. So for you, I I know that you have your instruments within reach. Yeah, I keep pen and paper stashed around my house, like in like so many different spots. Mm -hmm. So that like wherever I'm, whatever room I'm in, if that happens to me, I'm, I will be able to grab something. Mm Mm-hmm. But sometimes I wish I could do like a whole canvas in 10 seconds, like get that nirvana, like, but you can't. Like just being able to like, like dump everything onto the canvas right there. Because sometimes I see the whole picture, like I I see this, like, I don't know if it's my schizophrenia or what, but like, I will like see this like beautiful picture in my mind. And you're just like, I wish I could just like put like that would, that's going to take me like 
a year to make. I wish that would just take me like 10 seconds. <laughs> I completely understand that. <laughs> like a lot of song, a lot of songs that I've worked on, like I've had to like find other ways of like capturing those ideas, like capturing and like really trapping those ideas and like committing totally. it to memory. Yeah. Because, because it, it will either not come out the way I wanted to sound or will just actually get lost in translation. You, you have to like stay in touch with the mindset the whole time you're making the song. So oh, if, yeah. like, oh, yeah. if it's a positive song, you can't just like be positive that one day you got the idea for the song. You have to be positive. Like every time you're working on the song, which is actually like a complex task we're asking artists to do is to like, adjust our emotions um, for, you know, the, for the greater good, because I think it is like, it does, it is a gift to be able to like share that positivity, but it can be like very difficult to just like, you know, sort of like, I always think of like, like an age singer, like having, having get on stage at the same time, 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 and it's just like, it, it can be so, it can be so difficult, difficult to just, like, to just like capture that positivity, like, night after night, you know, and your song, your music is really positive, which is, like, exactly what the world needs right now, we don't need more, like, negative music, um, like, your, your music gives me hope. Uh, I appreciate you saying uh, that, and, like, it makes a lot of sense, like, to really like tap into like tap into that creativity like it's it's not an easy thing to do like on the spot it's a gift to what you're doing like the work you do and i and like you do a two-hour long radio show like that's like an, an incredible like um act of labor that i think people don't give enough credit to is like the people who really like have to turn turn it on like night after night um you know i think it's just like it can be like a lonely experience um but you you handle it with such grace it's a like doing my show every week is continually continuously like a way to like uh instill trust in myself that I can, I can like one. This is something I can do, and two, this is something that I can continue to bring to people every week. So. And in a way, like similar to DJ Khaled, you're not just doing the show, but you're also like running the station right now. You're like one of the big reasons this station is, you know, like going so far, and like that, like. I think will like really help you down the road where you're not just um, so good at music. You're also, you are really good at managing people. You know, you are really, you're really good at it. That's, that's something I, I find myself still working on. And like, I don't think I've completely, I'm, I'm completely sold on that, but uh, you, you, uh, you saying that and you, like having I mean I like, when when I had to like figure out how to get on the air like in one week like um during covid that was an almost impossible task that like without you sort of overseeing me would have never been able to happen um 
and you didn't do it by holding my hand. You did like encourage me to learn. And um, you like, I was really going through such a tough mental health battle that like, I was like, you know, in and out of the psych ward and you were still able to work with me. And like, if people can, I always think like, if people can work with me when I was in that state, when I'm in that state, when I'm in this, like my like battles with schizophrenia, like then they really can learn to work with anybody because it's very, very difficult to work with a schizophrenic because they're not like in reality, but you know, just like disabled people, mentally ill people do deserve to be included. Like how much of a boss, you know, I think part of what like DJ Khaled does is he like, he can, he can control Kanye you know you like the only person who you 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 can control me better calvin than than francis you know like i think you're the only person who i think really was like i'm sorry to say this to your friend francis it's not i don't try to control you like the only person who like you know was able to just like sit me down and calm me down and like get me to do something productive in that whole sort of like time where i was in out of the psych words was you calvin and i think that shows how you like will be able to not just make music but um also like run people i think you you'll you have like a future in running people too and you're really great at uh re- at, 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 at doing the the support radio free brooklyn thing and we are at the halfway <laughs> point so folks you're listening to a safe space radio aka art star scene radio on radio free brooklyn and uh please tell the fine folks how they can help us out so there's a few ways you can help out Radio Free Brooklyn and uh, help us to continue our cause. As you may know, we're a 501c3 nonprofit organization. So we rely on contributions from listeners like you to keep us going. Uh, one way you can support is by going to RadioFreeBrooklyn.org donate and making a one-time donation or a monthly pledge. Uh, you can also text RFB123 to 44321 and make a donation straight from your phone. Or an even easier way to support Radio Free Brooklyn is by shopping through Amazon Smile, Amazon's charity initiative where you can shop and support a nonprofit of your choice at the same time. All you have to do is go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash Amazon and we'll set up everything for you. We'll set up Ready Free Brooklyn as the nonprofit you wish to support, and you just continue to shop as normal. Any, as I as I said earlier, any uh, any way you can support helps keep the station going, helps keep us uh, running our studio, helps keep the stream running twenty four seven, helps hosts like us continue to. Uh, uh, produce wonderful and uh, meaningful programming every week so we all greatly appreciate your support yes thank you well said and i and if i can set up amazon smile on my computer you can do it for sure i did it i'm the least technical person ever it's really simple and after you spend like two hundred dollars you can see that Amazon donated like four cents to Radio Free Brooklyn. Um, I think that's just because you're buying like $12 socks, babe. I'm joking. Like, I'm joking. Some people spend a lot of money on Amazon. 
<laughs> if you think about like like we're we're not big spenders. All we buy is like socks and dildos. <laughs> but hey, every every bit every bit counts. Every bit counts. Um, um, but um, like when you think somebody goes on and buys a mattress, a TV, like a you know like a big investment piece, like what you know cameras for my entire house, I might need that. Absolutely. No, no. <laughs> it, it just, it, it just makes sense. You know, you're, you're, you're not paying any more and you're giving to a charity at the same time. It, it's a no brainer. Absolutely. If not radio free Brooklyn, some other charity, pick, pick a charity. Pick, yeah. Pick a charity. Stop shopping without a charity. If you're going to use Amazon, which is a terrible choice and you shouldn't do it. That's my personal opinion. Oh yeah, we're we're all we're, we all agree on that. We, yeah. we but if we, you're going to use Amazon, you better at least like put in some effort to. They're giving you free opportunity to pick a charity. Like TikTok seems kind of terrible, but they they're like at least letting me like write who I care about most, and I value that. TikTok doesn't like me. Before I even put anything up, they said I had already crossed 152 violations. <laughs> Jeez, really? They like looked into my internet. Um, they still allowed me to start a page, but they're like very critical of like it takes me a really long time to upload because they like just like have to just, like um, like decide if they want to post it or not. Um, hmm. So. They ended up posting everything, but they, they posted like an advertisement for the radio, like after we did the show, things like that. Hey, before we uh, go any further, I do want to make sure I get this in there. So um, if you're listening on Saturday, March 5th, the following Saturday, March 12th, there are a couple of things going on. Um, do you want to tell them what you're doing on March 12th? Oh, yes. I... If you are, I know you're a really busy person, but if you are available, I would really love for you to come and meet some of my other friends um, who are also, I've wanted to connect you to some of these DJs for a long time, just because I think, you know, you'd have a lot in common and, you know, you might want to work the, the, like similar events and they just might be a good scene for you. Um, we're doing the trash 20th year anniversary, which is the party I was sort of like raised by. Um we're doing that, and I my art was selected to be the art exhibition there. Um, right but on. it's um, like there's like three DJs. One of them is like Moniker, um, Anna Kickars, and forget who the third is. Um, but the um, 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 Joanna Angel is also um, on the bill. Yeah, we were talking about that a lot last week. Uh, and what is the venue and what is the time and what is the cost? It's Eris Evolution, um, it's, which is in Brooklyn. Um, it's, you know, right, right near House of Yes, sort of. Um, and um, it, I have to check for how much um, the cost is, um, but... I know that everything that we make is going to um, the American Suicide Prevention Foundation um, because we lost um, our leader to um, like one of our leaders to um, to suicide. Um, 
you know, he was also a DJ and just, I think, had a, a really hard time in the end always being on for everybody. Um, and, you know, that, but um, we still like to come together as a community. Um, and, yeah, I would just really like, if you could meet my friends, it would be nice if, you, if you're available. So what I'm going to be doing on Art Star Seeing Radio, a safe space radio on March 12th, uh, speaking of loss, yesterday I found out that that, uh, underground director and friend of mine, Nick Zed, uh, passed away. Um, He had hepatitis C and cirrhosis of the liver as a result of the hep C. Um, He was only 63 years old. And he's someone that I collaborated with more than any other director ever. We did the Electra Elf television series that aired on, on, uh, on, uh, on, not on uh, public access for a couple of years. Elect- the Adventures of Electra Elf. I was in every one of those twenty episodes. Uh, he directed me in uh, films that were all all sh- all shot on no budget, but still he did a great job on it. Uh, he he's the founder of the cinema of transgression when he was doing stuff with artists such as Richard Kern was part of that scene um just real real uh, pioneers in their in their field in in, in, the, in the, the 1980s and you're the only living actor who's done both him and Donnie seniors i am there are only two actors that were directed by Nick Zed and Robert Downey senior and that was me and Taylor Mead and you know now with Robert Downey Sr. gone and Nick Zed gone and Taylor gone, it's it's a little bit of a lonely, a little bit of a lonely place for me as big, an actor. The big, big Taylor Mead. Taylor Mead from like uh, Andy Warhol's yeah. stuff and yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, Reverend Jen is going to come on. She was the co-creator of Electra Elf, and she played Electra Elf. So she and I have not been on the air or on anything together in quite a long time and she's another person who i've collaborated with uh more than just about anybody else so it's uh it's it's sad but it's exciting i think you two should come to my show since it's in the neighborhood where you're in just for you know 10 minutes to see 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 it that would be great great you don't have to. Yeah. You don't have to. No, I think that would be great. That would be great. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So, um, check, 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 check us, check us, out, check us out, out at 7. Out at seven. And, and if you're in the New York area, head on over to the trash party. Yeah, the trash party isn't until 10. We're just going to have – I just have to miss the show because we're going to be like – You're going to be setting up. You're going to be doing up. stuff. You don't need, you don't need, to, you don't need to worry about that and this. This is a big deal for you. I'm proud. Yeah. Um, it's like nice to be, I've been recognized by the community, you know, many times, but it's nice to be recognized for my visual art and not my dance for once, because I think um, my, with my personal issues with depression, I felt sort of like all I am to these people as a dancer and like, dance is a very like scary thing where you can like break your leg at any second you can 
you know, spring you back, your husband can throw you against the wall. <laughs> that's that's not a hazard of dance. No, but I'm saying like if these the, these are things that like if if these those things happen to you, the, right? Your, your that, dance career that fucks with your career. That fucks with your career, yeah. and so like it was very hard to like be like I'm only valued as a dancer because like it's not like it like makes you feel like you're not even like a paintbrush, but you're the actual just like paint. Like you're not the painting. You're not the artist. You're just like paint because like at the end of the day, like, you know, I'm only valued if like my like color shines, not if I like, not if I, there's no, I don't know. It's very hard. Like, our artists like dancers are such beautiful artists, but I think like by the end of it, you feel like you're not really an artist. Mm. Mm. That's deep. Oh, I do want to mention just some similarities between Nick said and Downey senior, even though they were, uh, you know, about more than 20 years apart in age, they were doing different eras. Downey senior was more connected with the sixties and Nick said was more connected with the eighties. But, uh, you know, when you hear the name Robert Downey, you, you think maybe it's kind of Hollywood because junior is so Hollywood and so huge and all that. But, but Downey senior, um, he did a, he didn't, he did films with very low budgets. He did films with no permits and he did whatever he could to get the shot. And I'll give you a great story about that. He did a film about a Confederate soldier who wakes up a hundred years later in New York city and he's looking for the Yankees. So he goes to the Yankee stadium and, uh, and he gets on, the field of Yankee stadium and says, where are the Yankees? And the actor that was supposed to do it, he, he chickened out. He wasn't going to do it. He didn't want to get tackled by security. He didn't want to deal with whatever he was going to deal with. So Downey senior himself put on the Confederate uniform, made sure that the camera person was there and ready. He gets onto the field, says, where are the Yankees gets tackled pretty quickly. The camera person was instructed to switch out the film uh, and, and give it to someone else because he knew that not only would they, tackle him and uh and make things very difficult for him that they would also take the film and they did they said where's the film they took the film it was all blank film there's nothing on it so you know that that's the kind of stuff that downey senior did that's the kind of stuff uh you know nick zed was also a filmmaker who would work without much of a budget and certainly never secured a permit to do anything personal question um and it doesn't matter because like we've all made art with that without with getting paid and we've all made art without getting paid but like did you get paid anything to make these films uh for too much sun i did get paid um because it was a it was a sag film uh and it was also the film that got me eligible to be in the screen actors guild so i got paid scale for that and uh, I was also working on that film as a production assistant. I used two different names. I used Francis R. Hall for my actor name, and that's forever going to be my actor name, and Frank Hall for the production assistant. I'm going to say this, like, you know, what's his name? Lloyd Kaufman? What's that guy's name? Yeah. Yeah. He's, like, asked, you know, like, through Steve, like, he's, like, seen pictures of me, heard about me, seen my dance, and asked, like, I want, I want her to do dancing so many films like multiple times over the years but like I just think like I get it you can't pay all your artists and a lot of people are willing to do your films for free but like I'm like like you're 
you you see my dance you want a skill like that's a, like a skilled trade like trade he makes enough money to like throw me a hundred bucks or at least you know what i mean like he does he you know does. what i mean like he doesn't he, he, he does throw me anything like it just he, feels disrespectful at this it, point yes. he makes he makes enough money so i've never done it because and i tell like my girls not to do it because i'm like i'm like you can't come in and book sex workers for and not even fucking throw them a hundred bucks like give them fucking cab fare at least because like like I'm going to come in my whore makeup with my whore outfits and fucking like put myself at risk in public and you're not even going to pay my cab. Yeah. Yeah. Lloyd Kaufman pay my cab should pay because he can and afford even if to you could get me a cab there and back. Maybe I would understand that you're trying to respect me. But uh, Nick, Reverend Jen, myself, none of us made any money off any of the films we made. He didn't no, make I understand, money. Like, and- like, like I did a film for Reb Jen for free because like I understood like Reb Jen like is not was not making the money that Lloyd Kaufman is making, first of all. Second of all, Reb Jen did give me a place to sleep in the horror outfit. So she was like sleep here and shower in the morning. You know, she didn't leave me out in the horse. She she maybe didn't get me a cab, but she was like, sleep here, shower in the morning. You you can take a change of clothes if you want. You know, there there like there's there's making sure like if you're gonna book horse to like protect them. And that film, by the way, was Werewolf Bitches from Outer Space, which was the last thing that me and Rev and Nick Zed all worked on. Dylan Morris Greenberg also worked on that. So it was nice when I thought about it that that you were that you were part of that. Yeah. And then we did film like our first porn, but she never she like I made her delete it. She did delete it, but I well I was just really like I was really hearing a lot of negative influences about that by my like very Italian boss who like you know like from the from like a mob family Italian boss. He's like he was like you you did what you let people film you like you know he was just like very angry and like you just hear these like influences and you're like oh shit like that is the end of the world like because some like he's not just some Italian dude though he like when my mom goes crazy my mom literally she'll call up psych words and say when she's real pissed she'll say torture her and then when your family member tells you to torture somebody they actually do it because normally the, the reason they're treating people nice in the psych ward is because the fa- the family might sue. Mm-hmm. But when they, when they, when they, when the family member is saying like, do this, they like, they get free reign. Um, so at one point I had to like make um, my boss, my emergency contact and things like that. So it's not that like, I have like daddy issues and I chose my strip club boss to be my new daddy. Oh, fuck. It might be that. <laughs> <laughs> but listen, my dad actually sent a legit email to to all my therapists explaining, and it took him a long time to write this email. He is he had a stroke and his Parkinson's. Like he like explained that he's done being my father. He like not done with me, just done being my father. Like he he's like I had a stroke on this date, wrote the wrong date. <laughs> Can we play uh, Toots and the Maytals Pressure Drop? Absolutely. There was a film that came out in 1972 called The Harder They Come that was made in Jamaica. And uh, the film isn't that well known, but there was uh, the soundtrack to it had so many great artists. The soundtrack was absolutely amazing, and it became quite the quite a big seller and brought a lot of attention to Can the reggae mu- music and and uh, and yeah, absolutely. I I'm not mad. 
I'm just going to sound mad. I'm very paranoid that you're trying to kick me off the radio because that's why I thought you poisoned me. Don't kick me off the radio. Hey, listen, I'm I'm old. We're, we're common-law married. This radio show is 50% mine. Here is pressure drop. So I just, I just, I was like, I was like, Calvin, can I use your music for clown porn? And he was like, um, not quite the, and then he just paused. (laughs) (laughs) Not quite the direction I was looking for. (laughs) But I will say, um, this, my clown porn idea has come to 
tradition, and I'm glad I waited to film because I actually found a Ringling Brothers clown who wants to do this with me. <laughs> um, I guess as somebody who is uh, kind of uninitiated uh, in. Oh, he's not still working for Ringling Brothers. He's a, he um he like is a lighting like he does um he hangs the lights in for the theater scene and like the thing about that is it's like such um a hard job and like and like like the people like the light light other than other music music like the guys guys DJ DJ of course but like other than music like the lights are really like God is also in lights so you know you know whoever hangs the lights it's like a very important job and it's actually a very skilled job and there's not really enough people to do the job that are capable in the city um and so they don't give any like rat's ass like who these boys are like like um his boss was there he was like should we try out if i'm if, if like i have a big dick should we try it if it can fit in your pussy and i was like you know, we like we did this like in the bathroom while at, at my birthday party for my other boyfriend, but it's his best friend. It's a really complex situation. This is a really complex poly story, but um, as, basically, as most poly stories tend to be, <laughs> tend to be. Yeah, <laughs> I have a really simple poly story for you. Nope. No, nope. If you have a simple poly story, like, you, like you're not getting laid right. <laughs> Unless you're just choosing, oh, today my therapist told me to never stop having sex again. Because, like, whenever I stop having sex, like, because um, sometimes I like, believe God tells me that I shouldn't have, you know, God, like, I get really confused with my schizophrenia. And, like, then the last time I did that, she said I went out, I tried to have a baby after, like, the, the, the come down from, like, not having sex for months is, like, I went out, tried to have a baby with somebody. Um, what else did I do? Like, um, I did, I, like, I wanted to do rape play again. Oh, I'm sorry, they call it consensual, non-consensual sex. <laughs> It's not funny, but it it's like it's it's a good way to deal with trauma if you can't afford therapy. No, it's not. That's terrible advice. <laughs> now you have to talk about safe words. It, you should always use a safe word all the time in life, actually, but like especially during sex. And you should never have sex without a safe word, despite what anyone tells you to do, because a lot of consensual non-consensual is going to turn into just non-consensual and you have to be really careful it's a very slippery slope to be a sub people think it's very daring to be a dom being a dom is easy be the best the the best doms are good subs being a dom is easy compared to being a sub is what i'm trying to say i'm a great dom because i'm a great sub I think both have their challenges and their... And well, being their... a dog is, like, difficult on my fucking body because you fucking... Because, like, because both my boyfriend and my girlfriend can handle sex for hours and hours and hours and hours. And it's just, like... And, like, she, my girlfriend's, like... She was, like, complaining, like, that sometimes I stop to vape and I'm, like, can't even, can't even take a vape break. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that seems like a good problem to have. It is a really good problem to have. <laughs> it, it is a really good problem to have. But today my therapist told me if I stop having sex to come to her and tell her because it's an emergency situation. And that... 
this is my government my government therapist they, they the government has appointed me this therapist and she, the government has decided that if i stop having sex we actually have to call 911 <laughs> hey we only have a few minutes left so when we do a pre-record we do it as if we were doing it live we don't do any editing we don't stop we don't do anything like that because this is how we're used to doing shows mm-hmm. uh so no, because this is what what we believe authentic radio is all about not because it's how we're used to we're very 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 versatile people and we, we it's not about we're it's not about this stay true to, to the art this is our part of our art form it's an art form to be this fucking truthful on the radio i would not start this process over again i'm happy where this process has led but like, do not be me, kids. All right. Well, I do want to make sure that we take a moment for Calvin to please tell us a little bit about uh, your show and uh, when it can be heard. Uh, my show is Lush Vibes Radio. It comes on Tuesday evenings from 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. So uh, if you're a night owl and, you, and you're looking for some, some uh, good chill music, uh, Lush Vibes Radio is the way to go. I was really hoping I could come one day into the studio, do some go-go dancing that we put on a little bit of live Facebook for like to, to get you to just get more people out there, get my fans out there. To, just real quick, 10 minutes. Can we do that? You're putting him on the spot again. I'm okay, You're trying to do clown porn to his beautiful music. <laughs> now you want to go-go dance in the no. studio during... You know, talk about that you know, another time. Not everybody wants to be a slut. No, I, I have to learn. I, the government gave me, like, stroked my, like, fucking... They were like, they were like it's good, good job being a slut. Just keep being a slut. Don't ever stop being a slut. Don't listen to God if he's telling you not to be a slut today. So, like, I, so then I got all these good ideas. I was like, let's take down the New York Times by lifting them up. <laughs> we've, we've only got a minute left, so um, play a little bit of that uh, sitting here in limbo in the background as we as we wrap things up, if you would be so kind. Because I heard that come on over here, and it was like, oh, yeah, I love that song. Sitting here in limbo but I know Yes. That is Jimmy Cliff. Hey, thank you so much. Thank you, Calvin. Thank you, Lucille. And folks, show yourself some love and show some love to others. It's important, and you know it is. to roll